Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacker Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void or prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. What's good? What's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the Hogshaven Podcast, powered by SB Nation. You can find us at hogshaven.com, at hogshaven on Twitter and on Facebook. I am your host, Molly Maul, Jamal Forrest. You can find me on Twitter at Let Maul Tell It. Do not forget you. I got the good man, Kyle Smith, for GM, checking in with me as well. You can find him on Twitter at Smith. The letter or the number four. Oh my goodness. Um and, and GM <laughs> after the number four. Kyle, how you doing today, boss man? I'm doing very well, very well. You know, I mean it's it's almost like uh Christmas in November at this point. Hopefully this uh the situation with the Snyders plays out like it looks like it it could be. I mean, uh I think it's really upstaging the uh the Vikings game this weekend for sure, in my mind. Uh oh, but, completely. Uh, yeah. Completely. I mean, like for for those who don't know, uh, uh for what Kyle, I'm, uh, for those who don't know, every if you're listening to this podcast, you know, <laughs> like we all know, uh, but the Snyder's are exploring all sale options, um, uh, including selling minority ownership stake and the full sale of the team. This is uh, first broken by, I believe, Forbes.com. Um, I don't have the article up right now to credit the guy, but I will pull it up in two seconds. Mike Oz- Ozanian of Forbes uh, was able to, to, to break the story and, and publish that article um, about eight hours ago as we're recording this. Um, so uh, that's where we'll start. Um, we have a statement from the commanders as well. Uh, and, and we'll talk about that one right quick as well. The statement as follows after the story was released, uh, quote, Dan and Tanya Snyder and the Washington commanders announced today that they have hired both securities, bank of America securities to consider potential transactions the Snyders remain committed to the team all of its employees and its countless fans to putting the best product on the field and continuing the the work to set the gold standard for workplaces in the NFL Kyle you said feels like Christmas um I'm not gonna lie to you when I first heard this story we'll talk about our our feelings first um and then and then and actually talk about the, the situation but like my first feeling, like you you know how how old I am. And for those who don't know that's listening, I'm 28. All I know is the Snyder era. Um, so when you hear something like this, uh for and, and again, like we last had a conversation about Snyder at one point. Like that was my first conversation, really like thorough conversation for an ex like for like ever really talking about it on a podcast. And um, I don't dive into this aspect of things, but I don't dive into it for a particular reason. And it's because you never come across a situation like we have today, Kyle, in that 
there is full-fledged, in-your-face, tangible evidence that there is a possible change in ownership on the horizon. And I think every single thing that we heard today and everything that has uncovered itself today, including, uh, and and maybe you can elaborate on this part because I, I've only been able to skim through it uh, as we're recording this, including the ESPN report that has come out about the investigations into the fi uh, financial improprieties uh, with the commanders. Um, there's a lot of things that are uncovered today that's that's worth discussing and diving into and really trying to to understand things more in a more thorough manner, Kyle. So I you said it's like Christmas. I said this is probably like the top two moments <laughs> of of my my fandom as a Washington Redskin football team commander fan. Yeah, I mean, you know, but yeah, being 28, it's like you were a little kid. Well, you I mean you weren't even born the last time. They exactly. went to the Super Bowl, and when you were born, they they you know they've had some ten win seasons since then. So, you know, it's not very much to speak of. And so, I, you know, I, I try to be understanding when I'm talking with other fans because I think some younger fans, you know, one they, they just they don't believe, you know, they're just sort of resigned to the fact that oh yeah, the Snyder's going to be here forever. Oh, it could be worse. You know, oh maybe the next person will move the team. And I think through the lens of somebody who's older, I, I'm in my late 40s or whatever, and who did see, you know, the Super Bowl years and whatnot. I mean, I realized, look, it, it, and a lot of fans, I think, of, of my age or early or older, like, you know, it it really it can't be any worse than it than it has been for the for the past 30 years or for the past, you know, 23 years or whatever. I mean, you look at like the the Lions, maybe, you know, are about this as bad, but that's about it in terms of, of other teams. The Browns have been pretty bad, but the Browns were remember the Browns were an expansion team when they came back, you know, I mean in the nineties. So um it really, it can't be any worse. I mean, I, I, I had gotten to the point where I was like, fine, take the team to London, take the team to San Antonio, wherever, just give us another team just to be out from under uh, Snyder. So I know there's probably a lot of like uh, maybe discomfort or uh, uncertainty about it, but I honestly think we're all going to be a lot better uh, on the other side of this. Um, I think, you know, I think it's not, and it's not just Dan Snyder and, and having to, to root for a team that, um, you know, has an owner who's, who's kind of a, uh, you know, a guy that you don't necessarily want to be associated with. It's, it's that, you know, the way he was, he is involved in the team is such that the on the field product could never really improve either. I mean, you, you, you could never get the, the sort of standard, you know, owner, uh, at arm's length, you know, functional general manager who hires functional head coach who, who, um, you know, puts together a team that can work well you had had to do all these you know workarounds including giving ron rivera all the power on football operations that just aren't conducive to having a good on the field product and so um for both off the field and on the field reasons i really think hopefully uh this leads to the snyders uh you know being uh, uh you know out of the ownership spot and and getting somebody in i i mean I've got my own thoughts about whether, you know, somebody like Jeff Bezos would be a good, a good uh, addition. But honestly, I, what I just want is somebody who's bright enough to know they don't know what needs to be done on the football side and that they're committed to hiring good people and giving them the resources that they need. So, uh, you know, that's that's a conversation to have down the road. And I'm sure I hope that we will. But for right now, I just think, um, you know, it's a whole new day for 
the franchise and the team. And, and again, I, I know folks are, well, maybe it's just, you know, a partial sale or maybe it's this or that. I, I, I firmly believe at this point, this is, it's going to be the whole, the whole thing. I mean, you just see this preponderance of information building up um, that all points in the direction of them having, you know, uh, decided to sell the team. And, and I think, you know, the abruptness of it too, to me points to something, something that we're not aware of, um, going on behind the scenes that's basically put some fire under them to to make this happen i i personally think it's probably something to do with the nfl and maybe some of the initial uh findings from the mary joe white report but i, I don't know that for sure um but i think you know when the nfl wants you out of there uh, they they make the circumstances um ripe to uh to move you along they they, they weren't going to get to the point where they're going to take a vote you know they don't want they don't want it to come to that but but they can probably make it very uncomfortable to, to stick around. Yeah, I think one of the interesting things, too, and, and I, as you were talking, I was trying to find the tweet because it was a sourced tweet. And matter, matter of fact, maybe I do have um, I can try and find it as we're discussing this. But there was a source who I believe in, and I'll try to find this. It may have been A.J. Perez who spoke on this, uh, AJ Perez of front office sports. Um, and he was mentioning that, let me just double check. Um, I think it was him that was mentioning that there's a, a source that believes that they do the owners, meaning uh, they, meaning the owners are comfortable and, and, and have the 24 that would be needed to, if they wanted to take that vote. So to your point um, in that, uh matter of fact oh here's the tweet right now sorry sorry for the the staggering yep here it is so um statement and uh oh yeah this this is a long this is a long tweet anyway to the point back to the point they do there's a source and, and i'll try to try to double back just to confirm um but I, I do remember seeing this tweet from a verified source that they they believe that there was a cause uh, from or, or ability from all like 24 owners that they'll have the votes to get them out. And I think to, to that point um, and what you were saying, Kyle, uh, is that uh, this that is a moment where like from an ownership standpoint, knowing who we know Dan to be to this point. Right. Um, you know, he is ego driven uh, from from the decisions that he, I don't know this man personally. And, and I've never even spoken like this about a uh, a person uh, like like that I really don't know, but based on what we understand him to be as an owner um, and based on the actions that he's clearly have done uh, from like from his situations with, uh, with other owners and the tantrums that he had, like one of the tantrums that he had with the Arizona um, ownership when, when <laughs> FedEx field did not get chosen for a Super Bowl bid um, or how he's uh, operated through the, the fact that he, he may get voted out and, and he's, He's reportedly telling, um, you know, confidants that, you know, all right, try that if you want to. I got dirt on everybody in here. Um, all these other things and, and how he handles ownerships and then stemming from, you know, some of the things that he does with his own team and, and, and some, of the, some of the things that he did with his coaches, with his fans, st stuff that we talked about. And uh, the last time we talked about Schneider, uh, if you come to the realization that, you know, that 24 is solidified and you have no way around that, um, that can be a, a something where that can cause you to 
you know, say, all right, this this may be our moment to just bow out gracefully to to save ourselves from putting up a fight, which is actually kind of, you know, impressive from the standpoint of like that is completely the opposite of what you would probably anticipate from a Dan Snyder. But secondly, um, something that was mentioned uh, seriously by AJ Perez, I can actually say this with a matter of fact, um, there's a source that he uh, has that mentioned something that really did the bidding for the Snyders was um, during alumni weekend. And I, I know, you know, this cow as well, but the, the getting booed um, amongst, amongst the, the moment in which he's uh, Tanya Snyder is on the jumbotron for, for breast cancer awareness and, and, and selling an ad essentially for breast cancer awareness. And she's getting booed. Um, and I think for, for whatever reason they were unaware or to what degree they were unaware, um, it's surprising to me that it took that moment for them to realize the level in which, um, <laughs> for them to realize the level in which they were unwanted in Washington. And, and, and maybe that is what did it for, for Tanya clearly. Um, but ultimately, uh, Kyle, uh, there's a ton of, there's a ton of different reasons for why they can be convinced uh, that this is a, a proper time for them to sell. And, and, and there's several different speculations going on. And you mentioned the Jer- Joe, Joe, Mary Jo Wright report that's looming. Um, and, and there may be several more other things. Like there's a couple of other investigations out there too. And I, and I know I've said a lot, but I'm, I'm really trying to encapsulate everything to the point that, uh, and draw to your point that there's so much going on. Um, maybe uh, we underestimated the the level in which the pressure can really get to Dan Schneider and Tanya Schneider. Um and 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 that can be a good thing for Washington fans and and everybody that's that's affiliated with the team. Yeah. I mean you you've certainly captured it there. I think I just to build on one of the things you said in terms of the the Perez tweet about um Tanya Snyder. I mean if you remember when she sort of first stepped back in or into this like co-CEO role at one point, she said something along the lines of, you know, it was really taking a toll on our family. You know, all, all the controversy was really taking a toll on our family. You know, we, we kind of I don't know if she said we contemplated stepping away, but it was she was alluding to the fact that that the team's um, perception or, you know, the the sort of off the field stuff was causing some some internal friction for them. And so it wouldn't surprise me at all. You know, I mean, if you're, you know, a, a, you know, a billionaire a uh, billionaire's wife or whatnot. And, um, you know, you could be living a life of luxury and you're going, instead you're going to, you know, uh, games of the, the franchise that your family owns and, and being booed and being greeted with sell the team cheers and stuff like that. I mean, it's just like, you know, life's too short to, to be <laughs> reviled, I think. And, uh, and, and so maybe, um, maybe she did decide, and I don't think she's got the same ego investment issues that, that he does in it. So, you know, and I mean, look at the end of the day, assuming they don't get brought up on some kind of charges, um, they're going to walk away from this deal with several billions of dollars as a result of the sale. So, I mean, they're going to be able to live, uh, you know, do ever, whatever they want to for the rest of their lives. And probably their kids and grandkids will be able to do the same. So um, I don't know. I think uh, it's, it's surprising that it's taken this long. I think a lot of that's tied to the fact that you know, Snyder just sort of was in uh, dis, uh, disbelief about how uh, dire the situation had been, become. But, you know, um, 
Uh, I don't know. I, I'm just glad that we've gotten to this point. I mean, I think I felt like when Jim Mersey was speaking out in public against him, that was that really felt like this was going to be different. Um, and, you know, this um, continuation of that, I think, uh, you know, uh, bodes well for uh, Washington fans and, and hopefully, um, you know, getting rid of this distraction once and for all. Yeah. Um, so as far as we know, uh, actually, matter of fact, this is um, a, an article from CNBC. And they mentioned that a deal for the commanders could value the team as much as $7 billion. Um, And this is a, a person that was quoted, uh, I believe, through um, the Forbes article, I believe. Um, but the, For- the Forbes themselves value the team at $5.6 billion, um, for in its annual team valuations list. And I think one of the things that we should mention, at least on this brief episode, Kyle, is that um, while we are, there's actually something else to dive into, actually, as as I'm speaking about this. But while we are talking about the the Snyders, like selling, um, there is a possibility that we mentioned when we even when we started the show that it's not basically them selling um like they're not going to fully they're not coming out to actually say that they're going to sell their the entire team their entire stake um it can include minority ownership or the full sale of the team and that is exploring that is the, the that was a comp encompasses selling or exploring all sale options and, and to that point uh I, I don't think that we should not talk about the other part and in what would be a nightmare <laughs> situation for us in that they sell the minority ownership. And I think Mitch Tischler of NBC Sports Washington put out a good tweet that just kind of surmised and did the math for me because I'm terrible at math. Um, so uh, according to Forbes, again, uh, $5.2 billion, um, that's 100% of the commander's value. Uh, if he sold just 40% of that value right you get around 1.5 to 2 billion dollars and that's just enough to sell to to build a new stadium um now i do remember a conversation i can't quote the person because i can't remember who it came from but uh part of this conversation in that if he was to try to you know make a sale right some of this stuff would be a lot be be often uh put about like doing like paying back debt as well like he has made some decisions since he's gotten full ownership that has put him in a little bit of debt. Um, and so that 1.5 to $2 billion won't all be like valued towards a new stadium in that aspect as well. Uh, but I say this to say in terms of that second, that second option that exists for, for the Snyders and, and the, the unfortunate possible nightmare for commanders fans is that um, when you, I, I don't think even with all of this being said and even with the the letter or the announcement that the team put out there, the team representative, I don't think that you go this far to to one uh, do a minority sell your minority stakes or two even go this far and say, you know, what, never mind. We're not going to sell. So to that point, something's going to happen. And I wonder if because something else that we didn't mention. They already had as as up to like four people, four people, 
for groups, ownership groups, or financial groups interested in the team. Um, I, I don't think you go to this point and sit here and say, never mind, we're not going. Like there, this has been going on for some time now, I believe. And, and maybe we're just finding out the part that they're trying to sell. I think that they have probably been in, on this on this train for a little bit now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, again, if, if if they were just trying to get the minority partners to be able to get the funding for the stadium, they would have been very, very clear in yeah, uh, in their exactly. statements about yeah. that because they would have been, you know, they would have been, I'm not ever selling this team. You know, um, they've been sort of triumphant about that in the past. And so, uh, you know, that that's one reason I don't think that that's the case. I mean, the other reason is how many billionaires are going to get involved in a business deal with Dan Snyder where they've got a minority partnership where they're basically, you know, paying a billion and a half or $2 billion for uh, the best box seats in the house, but they've got no control over the organization. I mean, yeah. and, and where his last, his last partners were suing him to get out of the deal. I mean, it's like, you know, uh, you can say lots of things about billionaires, but you probably can't say that they're stupid people or that they don't know how to do business. I mean, so I just don't think that that's, um, you know, likely to happen. Like you say, there, there are these groups uh, and I'm told that, the, the NFL basically has a list of sort of interested parties, you know, who, so if a team comes up for sale they they've got, uh, you know, uh, buying, you know, either individual billionaires or groups of, of wealthy people who are interested in getting a team doesn't really matter what team it is, but if it comes up there, uh, they sort of have their name on speed dial essentially. And so, like you say, there's been these four different groups. There's, uh, you know, like I said, Bezos has, expressed interest in the past. There's a guy named Josh Harris, I think, who uh, owns, I think, maybe the 76ers, uh, who was a bidder on the the Broncos and who, who lost out there to the, uh, the Walton folks. Um, and so, you know, there are uh, not a ton of people who meet these criteria, obviously, um, but there are are groups out there? I guess um, uh, Beyonce and uh, and Jay Z have, have expressed interest in uh, potentially getting involved in, in a team purchase at some point. So um, uh, it it doesn't surprise me. Uh, I guess we'll see what happens. Uh, like you say, the five you know probably at least five and a half billion is what you're looking at. The the Broncos went for like four point six billion last year, and I think that's a lot a lot um, less attractive market than the DC market is. Um, but uh, but we'll see what happens. I mean, I I wouldn't be surprised if it pushed six you know six billion essentially. Uh, it's when we're all said and done. But um, should be interesting times. Uh, clearly, there's a lot of uh, a lot of interest, which which maybe hopefully will lead to uh, a quicker sale and and just sort of getting beyond this because I'd hate for it to drag out for for several months at this point. I think it would become a real uh, distraction. And and you know if there's an opportunity for there to be some kind of resolution on this going into the off season, that would obviously be ideal. Yeah. My guess is that we have something done before seasons in or like right after seasons in, like we know the ownership meetings. I don't know like to what degree uh, the selling of the team is going to like impact the actual ownership meeting. I, I don't know that part. Um, uh, but we know that there's an ownership meeting in December and then there's another one in March, I believe. Um, so uh like there's going to be conversations at least there's going to be information coming out from these things. Uh, but I don't know, like to what degree something can happen at that point. Uh, but maybe something influences the sale there. I don't know. Um, 
but ultimately, like I, I think that if I had to guess with anything, that this is something where we're talking about uh an update on this story, uh, the sale part of the story, because they're still and, and that's the thing too, like regardless of what happens with the ownership, there's still gonna be an investigation from Mary Joe White that's gonna get produced. There's still gonna be a congression. Uh, co- committee oversight and reform investigation that's going to get produced. There's still going to be an uh, investigation that's going to get produced from uh, the U.S. Attorney General, I think, of, of Southern Virginia, I believe, or District Attorney of Southern Virginia. Um, or, or I can't remember what part of Virginia, but I, I think it's Southern Virginia. Um, that's going to be produced. Uh, these things are going to get produced. <laughs> um, and regardless of what happens with the team, uh, there's going to be information to what degree we don't know. And hopefully, you know, something does come out that is transparent and, and actually tells us like the good and the bad or like whatever, anything and everything that happened under Schneider and, and things that he was aware of. Uh, but we're going to know a lot about, you know, what also may have influenced this decision, um, especially coming from a person who had said within the, within recent weeks, they ain't selling like that's something that they have said and and for them to stand that and put that in print and and then announce uh that they have hired uh Bank of America to to help uh 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 go through and 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 work with this sale uh, work a sale of this team that's just something that that is like uh something that just intrigues me like obviously that's that for lack of a better term but it intrigues me in a sense of um like what ultimately was that trigger? I, I just I just don't know it. There's so many different things, and we talked about it earlier, but here we are again. There's so many different things. These investigations are going to come out soon, and and for them to say what they said in print and then all and ch- change their mind in, in a matter of a week or two, uh, it's just incredible. Yeah, I mean, you know, anything would be speculation at this point, but yeah, but I think you'd have to you'd have to assume that whatever it was was something that was i guess you know pretty seriously incriminating honestly it's like why would you change your your tune that quickly unless you were presented with uh information say from the nfl that that if it got out would somehow be even more damaging than um than you know what's come before it and again i i think to me, I've had a little bit of a back and forth with it about this earlier today. It's like if we never see the Mary Joe White report from the NFL, that says to me that you know what what happened was he got an early draft essentially from the NFL mm. and said, you know, okay, well this this can be you know delivered to the New York Times tomorrow, or you know if you if you put your team up for sale. Uh, you know, this just goes into a, a, a closet somewhere or whatever. And, and, you know, that's the end of it essentially, <laughs> or, or, you yeah. know, the, the investigation yeah. gets cut short, you know I mean? Uh, so that they don't have to go doing more digging. I, it's just, we're not going to know exactly ever probably, but we'll be able to tell a little bit, I think about what happened maybe within a year or so in terms of how some of the stuff resolves itself. I mean, I think at this point that the NFL really just wants it to go away and, uh, and him selling is the easiest way to make it go away. I think some people are still going to say, you know, release the report of these kinds of things. But I think most people would probably be satisfied if it ended that, you know, just we don't want to hear from Dan Snyder ever again. Yeah. Um, 
I agree wholeheartedly. The the Mary Jo White report, according to um, Tom Paracello, who report of NFL Network, who reported this on Wednesday. Um, there's no timetable for when she will complete her investigation. But I, I'll just say one last thing for for this episode, Kyle. Um, man, look, I, I meant I meant what I said with my age and and what Dan Snyder meant to me with this organization. Like that's all I know. And all I know is terrible leadership from the top. That's all I know is, is instability. All I know is a, a petty individual within the, the, the organization as stories continue to come out like over time. Um, and, and like hearing this news, like brought back real optimism. Like I was joking with my friends when I said this, but like they know they know like my sense of humor. But I'm like, hey, we're going to the Super Bowl next year. <laughs> like I'm I'm over here just joking and, and having fun, but it's like I'm dead serious in terms of like my optimism. And 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 I know if I'm that one person, if I'm one person who um is very level-headed and, and I, I like to stay medium in terms of how I uh view things with this team, this is not just me who feels this way. There's a ton of people who and, and we see it because we're on social media a lot, Kyle. Um but like there are several individuals and in, in maybe even thousands who have once looked at this team in disgust because of what Dan Snyder has done and heard the news on Wednesday, October 2nd. I mean, no, October 2nd, November 2nd and said, hey, if this is true, I'm back in. I am back and I am ready to support this team. I am ready to revive my fam, my fandom, my energy. I am ready to see where this goes because Dan Snyder is not here. The weight is off of our back. The burden, the 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 toxicity, all of these things, all of these negative emotions and things like that are gone. And I feel like a a, a reformed individual because I no longer have to deal with what we dealt with over the past 20 something years. And I think that's kind of what this news meant to a lot of people. Um, This is just something where like we're almost at the finish line and I can't believe that we are this close to the finish line. I thought we were probably, um, probably uh, 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 50 yards out. Turns out we're probably like 25 to 20 yards um, on, on, on November 2nd. Yeah. I mean, I think, you're right. There are a lot of people, especially a lot of older people who who I think will come back into the fold uh, if the ownership group changes hands, because, you know, there's it's a it's an empty space, I think, for a lot of people who who rooted for the Redskins for years, decades, you know, with their family members and that kind of stuff. They want to be able to do it um, if they didn't already become Ravens fans or something. like that. <laughs> um, so there's that. And I, I mean, I'd say from your perspective or from the perspective of people who are about your age, you know, I mean, if it happens, you know, be prepared. I mean, you're, it, things are going to be so much better. I mean, I guess the good news is that you guys have lived through just about as bad as it can oh possibly goodness. be. Yes. And so, you know, everything's going to be upside <laughs> uh, after that. Not to, that's not to say it's going to be, you know, Super Bowl after Super Bowl, but at least like the, just the catastrophic dysfunction uh, is unlikely to be repeating itself. And so, uh, I think I'll be real interested to see how that gets handled because I'd, I'd like for all of us, uh, you know, older and younger folks to be able to rally around a team that we can all be 
excited about in the same way that people from Baltimore are excited about the Ravens and, and, you know, just that there's a sense of pride about it as opposed to like, you know, where it's us against the world because everybody thinks uh, the team stinks and we're a bunch of morons for, for rooting for it. So, um, you know, I, 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 we'll see what happens. Hopefully the next month or two, uh, you know, turns things, things around. Absolutely. Cal. Um, that's going to wrap it up for, for this episode. We definitely, uh had a, a prior i had a priority you know this is a football podcast but um this this is probably the more pressing matter for now but we will circle back uh, later this week and talk a little bit of the minnesota vikings and the washington commanders kyle uh you are more than welcome to come back and talk a little football uh this week uh but you know i will be back we will definitely be back next week either way to talk taylor heineke talk Kirk Cousins, uh, talk whatever happened in that Minnesota Vikings game with the Washington Commanders and seeing if they went above or under 500 after week eight. Uh, Kyle, I said week eight, week nine. But Kyle, appreciate you joining me today. Appreciate you talking things through with the Dan Snyder side of things and uh, the Washington Commanders business side. You take it easy. Enjoy your evening, man. I'm glad you had yourself a good dinner. (laughs) Thanks, Jamal. Appreciate it.